Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do terrific work. You can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including guest Keith Flaw, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance, a terrific uh, organization supporting public education here in Florida. We'll also visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Dr. George Markovich is an orthopedic surgeon here on the Paradise Coast, and we'll visit with Bill Barnett, former mayor of Naples. He'll be joining us as well. It is June the 1st, and on this day in 1779, the court-martial of Benedict Arnold convened in Philadelphia. After a relatively clean record in the early days of the American Revolution, he was charged with 13 counts of misbehavior, including misusing government wagons and illegally buying and selling goods. Although his notorious betrayal was still many months away, Arnold's resentment over his order and the perceived mistreatment by the American army would fuel his traitorous decision. Abruptly interrupted at the outset of the British attack north of New York City, the court-martial did not get underway until uh, uh, until December the 23rd in Morristown, New Jersey. Although Arnold was cleared of most charges, General George Washington issued a reprimand against him, and Arnold became increasingly angered. While on a trip to the important West Point base to make sure it would withstand a British attack, Arnold stewed over his slight by Washington and the Americans. He thought that he had never been properly rewarded or acknowledged for his military success on their behalf. He began corresponding with British spies about the possibility of changing sides. Honor negotiated his defection to the British and the subversion of West Point over several months. The British already had control of New York City and believed that by taking West Point, they could effectively cut off the American New England uh, forces from the rest of the fledgling nation. In August 1780, Sir Henry Clinton offered Arnold 20,000 pounds for delivering West Point and 3,000 troops. Arnold told General Washington the West Point was adequately prepared for an attack, even though he was busy making sure that it really wasn't ready. He even tried to set up George Washington's capture as a bonus. His plan might have been successful, but his message was delivered too late and Washington escaped. The West Point surrender was also foiled when an American colonel ignored Arnold's order to not fire or to approach a British ship. Arnold's defection was revealed to the Americans when British officer John Andre, acting as a messenger, was robbed by AOL Americans working as pirates in the woods north of New York City. The notes revealed Arnold's traitorous agreement with a stashed in his boots. Arnold and his wife Peggy, who fooled American officers into believing she had no involvement in the betrayal, escaped to New York City. At the British surrender at New Yorktown, Benedict Arnold was burned in effigy and his name has since become synonymous with traitor. The British didn't treat him very well after the war either. After prevailing in a libel action, he was awarded only a nominal amount because of his reputation already so tarnished. He died in 1801 and was buried in England without military honors. Uh, Traitor, uh, Benedict Arnold. 
So not to be a bearer of the bad news, but the national hurricane season starts today, and that's significant for us. We can only, uh, of course, uh, we can only host, hope that we don't have anything like we had last year. Uh, we have some special conditions, however, that may prevent a bad hurricane season. Uh, Governor DeSantis announced that Florida's Patrick Space Force Base has been selected as the home for the U.S. Space Force, Space Training and Readiness Command, STARCOM, headquarters. The announcement uh, further solidifies Florida's dominance as the most military-friendly state and positions America's hub for military and private space operations. STARCOM will prepare uh, combat-ready U.S. Space Force uh, guardians to uh, fight and win in a contested, degraded, and operationally limited environment through the deliberate development, education, and training of space professionals, development of space warfighting doctrine, tactics, techniques, and procedures, and the test and evaluation of USSF capabilities. From Project Mercury to today's privatized spaceflight, Americans look to Florida's space coast, to see history in the making, said Governor DeSantis. We are honored to host the Space Training and Readiness Command Headquarters and continue Florida's history as America's gateway to outer space. It's a big deal. Congratulations to the governor. Again, doing it uh, for the state of Florida. Well, the House of Representatives just passed a debt ceiling deal last night by overwhelming majority, even though among Republicans, the final vote was 314 to 117. There were 71 Republicans who did not uh, vote for the bill, which is pretty significant. Conservatives, for the most part, with most of whom I support, by the way, comes uh, now that the debt ceiling uh, deal is cleared to the House, it goes on to the Senate where Republicans like Mike Lee and Rand Paul will try to keep it from passing in its current form. But I suspect that, like the House, enough senators from both parties will pass the bill and they will, then it will head to Biden's desk. Well, stocks uh, fell yesterday as investors nervously watched the progress of the debt ceiling deal in Congress. Plus, the new government data shows that there's more job openings uh, last month than expected, raising the possibility the Fed could keep hiking interest rates. So uh, we'll be glad to see this uh, debt deal finalized, even though it's not the best. Uh, I think everybody dislikes the final bill, but nevertheless, it's something and perhaps we'll lay the groundwork for further advances in uh, reducing our debt. The FBI does not have in its possession a doc or does have in its possession a document that alleges President Joe Biden's involvement in an international family play for uh, pay for play scheme. Uh, Republican James Comer of Kentucky said in a statement on Wednesday, frustrated that the FBI won't produce a key piece of us subpoenaed evidence in the Biden family corruption uh, probe. The Republican-led House is making preparations to hold Director Christopher Wray in contempt, and one lawmaker has preferred penalty, throwing the FBI boss in the Capitol's secretive detention jail known as the Brig. We can't press charges, but we can certainly refer charges, Representative Scott Perry said, uh, the chairman of the conservative House Freedom Caucus. And if he shows up on Capitol Hill, if he shows up in the House chamber, he can certainly end up there in the brig here uh, on Capitol Hill. The FBI formally refused Tuesday to turn over to Congress an investigative memo alleging a bribery scheme involving President Joe Biden, prompting the chairman of the House Oversight Committee to begin proceedings to hold Ray in contempt. 
They used to be uh, a cell located in the Capitol basement to hold those in contempt, but now it's gone, according to the roll call. I wanted, uh, the architect of the Capitol, and he went to him and found out that the old Capitol jail was where it was located. There was at one time a jail here in the Capitol where the Congress could imprison citizens who refused to comply with subpoenas. Uh, then architect of the Capitol, George White, told Ludlam that lots of rooms have actually been used to detain those who didn't comply with the subpoena request. <clears throat> Today, the FBI informed the committee that it will not provide the unclassified documents subpoenaed by the committee. The FBI's decision to stiff-arm Congress and hide the information from the American people is obstructionist and unacceptable, Comer said in a statement. While I have calls scheduled with FBI Director Ray tomorrow just to discuss his response further, the committee has been clear it is intent to protect congressional oversight authorities and will now take steps to hold the FBI Director in contempt of Congress for refusing to comply with a lawful subpoena. America deserves the truth, and the Oversight Committee will continue to demand transparency from the nation's chief law enforcement agency. So there are other choices. He can refer to this Department of Justice. That's not going to do any good. I mean, we've already seen how politically corrupt uh, the Department of Justice is. So one thing they could do is, uh, you won't give us the paper? Okay, we'll take you down to the brig, down in the basement. You can stay there until somebody brings by what we're looking for. Otherwise, enjoy your time down there. And by the way, give us your cell phone. <laughs> I think it would perhaps get somebody's attention, although it would become... Uh, again, fodder for uh, like uh, uh, like uh, charges and, and uh, actions by the Democrats. We're just a few weeks after Special Counsel John Durham revealed sig significant failures to investigate allegations against Hillary Clinton's family charity. A U.S. tax court judge has once again breathed new life in a year-long whistleblower, should be years-long whistleblower case, alleging IRS improprieties involving the controversial Clinton Foundation. U.S. tax court judge David Gustafson has already uh, once before denied the IRS request to dismiss the whistleblower case, first brought in 2017. And three years ago, he ordered the tax agency to reveal whether it criminally investigated the foundation, society, uh, citing a mysterious gap in its records. The FBI filed a new motion to dismiss, and all parties filed arguments over the last year. But on Monday, Gustafson postponed rulings on these motions, instead asking for new arguments in light of the three uh, recent pre precedent-setting court rulings, once again frustrating IRS efforts to make the case go away. So literally, after all this time, we might see justice uh, for Hillary Clinton. Looks like they're going to go ahead and do this investigation, and it could lead to a court, not the justice system, uh, doing an investigation, a criminal investigation on Hillary Clinton. Well, this is uh, interesting news and important news, and I hope we'll all pay attention to this. U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy has published an advisory on the growing epidemic of loneliness, and social isolation. Between 2003 and 20, the time the average American spent with friends decreased by two-thirds, time spent in social engagements dropped by one-third, and time spent in isolation rose by 17%. People who feel socially disconnected experience higher rates of depression, anxiety, drug and alcohol abuse, and suicide. Being socially disconnected also impacts your mortality Similarly to smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day and the mortality risks rise 
even higher with obesity and inactivity. 21% of the people reported severe loneliness during 2020 compared to just 6% prior to the pandemic. Another survey found that while social isolation decreased from the first to the second year of the pandemic, loneliness still increased. That suggests that when you break down the social fabric and don't allow for organic social interactions, it has long-lasting consequences. And while Murthy does a good job in detailing the extent of the problems, he completely ignores the fact that the United States government bears a huge responsibility for worsening the epidemic of loneliness and social isolation by enacting inhumane COVID rules and restrictions that are basically criminalized human-to-human contact and social interactions of all kinds, even among family members. Do you remember that? Thanksgiving with your family? No, can't do that. Got to isolate. Well, it's it's uh, really been a shame, but uh, point being is that loneliness lingers. Now, as we age, I've discovered my social circle is getting smaller over time, uh, but nevertheless, we should be uh, proactive and do something about it, making sure that we're involved because it's healthy. It's the healthy thing to do. Well, China, China's foreign minister met Tesla CEO Elon Musk on Tuesday and said strange U.S.-Chinese relations require mutual respect while delivering a message of reassurance that foreign companies are welcome in the communist country. Well, we need to keep the steering wheel in the right direction of mutual respect, peaceful coexistence, and win-win cooperations, Quinn uh, Gang told Musk, according to the ministry statement. He gave no details of the steps to improve the relations. U.S.-Chinese relations have been especially tense since February when the Chinese balloon believed to be gathering intelligence was shot down over South Carolina coast and the Biden administration warned Beijing against supplying arms to Russia in its war with Ukraine. The Wall Street Journal reported that China has rejected a request for its defense minister to meet with U.S. Defense Ministry Minister uh, uh, Lloyd Austin, Austin when both are in Singapore this weekend. Can you imagine that? He's meeting with Musk, rolling out the red carpet and refusing to meet with the Defense Secretary of the United States of America. It's a big statement of foreign policy, isn't it? This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Keith Law, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website 
at lulubees.com and stop by Lulubees Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulubees Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulubees Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252 252- 4541 Welcome back to the Bob Harton show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse. Changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. I hope you'll visit the website and get tickets. Some great performances coming up. Uh, the website is golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Dr. George Markovich. Right now, we have with us Keith Flaw, co-founder of a terrific organization. It's called the Florida Citizens Alliance. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Keith. Tell us about the Florida Citizens Alliance. Well, we're a grassroots uh, coalition of uh, over 250,000 people down here in Florida. Uh, we um, work with 100 different uh, grassroots groups, and we focus uh, exclusively on K-12 education. And for us, that means uh, we're very actively involved in legislative actions to try to improve our schools, but at the same time, uh, we're fighting the indoctrination, and uh, we have some initiatives to uh, you know, help parents realize what's going on and hopefully decide to get the kids out of government schools. Well, I'll tell you, you've done, I think, a terrific job. I'm proud to be a founding member of the Florida Citizens Alliance, started about a decade ago, and your accomplishments and achievements in Tallahassee and the influence that you've had with the Board of Education as well as uh, the legislature and the governor has been really remarkable and very positive, so we appreciate that. Well, thank you. Absolutely. So speaking of that, uh, here we're about halfway through the year. I was wondering if you could reflect a little bit on the accomplishments this year and what you're looking forward to accomplish uh, going forward. Uh, uh, certainly. Uh, well, a, a big accomplishments, uh, we spent a lot of energy on the legislative cycle, which uh, finished in the first week of May. Uh, we had a team that evaluated over, over 85 uh, laws, bills. Um, we strongly supported a bunch of those. Uh, we're very happy and proud to have been strong, strong supporters and helped get seven bills passed. And we've talked about those in the past Mm -hmm. on your show. They range all the way from the school choice bill, you know, that makes a uh, voucher available to every child in Florida, uh, to the uh, expansion of what the left labeled last year as the don't say gay bill. So now you can't teach, uh, 
teachers can't teach gender dysphoria all the way from pre-K through eighth grade. Uh, another bill that was really very, uh, I think, will very, be a, a massive uh, implications going forward is uh, the anti-union bill, uh, where the unions have to collect their own dues. And uh, we believe that as teachers have to write that check on a monthly basis, they're going to realize uh, that the unions don't provide them any value. And we hope that leads to decertification of many of the school board unions. So those are just a couple of the well, really big items. By the way, it didn't take 30 seconds for the, for the school unions, for the teachers' unions, to file suit against the governor and the, and the state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, well I, I'm, I'm really delighted the governor is willing to take some of those major issues on legally. So that's, that's terrific. Absolutely. So <laughs> uh, great accomplishments. Uh, what do you look forward to coming in the coming year? Uh, well, we're, uh, we're working on a number of things. Uh, we're just kicking off our, um, uh, and, and we talked a little bit about this, uh, uh, I think in previous uh, conversations, our uh, micro school initiative. Uh, we're investing heavily in, and training grassroots um, ambassadors around the state. Uh, think of them as, as grassroots consultants. Mm -hmm. uh, we've uh, identified and are working now actively with five partners who provide um, uh, classical faith-based uh, content. Uh, and uh, so we're really uh, trying to come alongside uh, parents, um, particularly Christian parents, to get them involved in and starting um, minis, micros, co-ops, uh, people call them a lot of different things. Uh, people will hear them called pods or learning centers. But at the end of the day, there's, there's small schools uh, that are run by uh, parents. And uh, it, it really is an amazing opportunity to get kids out of this, the indoctrination centers. Some people call them prisons. And when you think about them, it's pretty close, pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, well, again, great opportunities for choices. Now, I understand you have an event coming up on June the 13th. Well, there's the school board uh, meeting on June the 13th um, that uh, one of the major items is going to be uh, here in Collier County is going to be the uh, uh, whether they decide to move forward on the Guardian program. Uh, for your listeners who don't understand what that is, um, the, the Guardian program came about legislatively back when, uh, when the Parkland uh, shooting incident took place. Mm -hmm. And what the legislature and the governor, uh, was actually Governor Scott at the time, uh, authorized each school district uh, to train, uh, to allow um, administrators, teachers, coaches, people on school property uh, to conceal carry if uh, they had graduated from a, an extensive training program of at least 144 hours which, by the way, is more training than a, than a, a new sheriff's deputy gets right. uh, on those same subjects. So uh, Lee County just uh, three weeks ago uh, voted 7-0 to zero to support that. Um, there's uh, only a couple of other counties in the state that so far allow it. Uh, it's coming before uh, our Collier School Board, and we're encouraging uh, people to, uh, to support that. Um, if you listen to the experts, uh, Sheriff Qualtieri and and Sheriff Grady Judd, uh, there will be more incidents, and there's no way to pre-identify right. uh, who's going to who's going to do that. And uh, of the f uh, 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 from Columbine all the way up to uh, Parkland, you know, there were 46 school shootings, uh, and uh, all but three of those 
took place by people that had in that were on school property with approval, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, over half of them were stopped by school personnel. Wow. Because because they're over in a minute, uh, you know, in, in a minute and a half to, to, to four minutes. And if you're depending on an, uh, a, a, you know, a sheriff's deputy who might be on the other end of a large campus, uh, it's just not, a, it's just not enough. Yeah. I, so, I fully support this, uh, Keith. I think it's a great idea. You know, uh, right now, most schools, almost all schools are gun-free zones. And, uh, if you go into a school and you don't know which, uh, maybe 20% of the teachers are, are carrying concealed carry, uh, you might think twice about making that as a target. I would think so. Yeah. yeah and, um, so we, we encourage people to, uh, you go to our website, there's a, a box right on the front page where you can send a petition to all five of our, call your school board members and, uh, uh, and then come to the school board meeting to show your support for it on uh, on the thirteenth. All right, I really appreciate that uh, the message, uh, Keith. Keith Lockyan, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. The website is goflca.com. Goflca.com. I hope you'll check it out. Keith, really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great rest of your week, Bob. You as well. Thank you. All right, coming up, Seat Motley, co-founder of the Florida Citizens. Excuse me, he's not co-founder. He's the president of Less Government, that and more, right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees don't suffer needlessly with joint pain call orthopedic surgeon dr george markovich with the institute for orthopedic surgery and sports medicine at 482-5399 that's 482-5399 he did a great job for me and he'll help you too Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. 
Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Dr. George Markovich. Right now we have with us Seton Motley. He is the founder, I should say, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. It exists to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and it's not happening. Well, it's a big market, and uh, we appreciate your efforts. Uh, your latest piece I found very interesting you wrote, uh, Is Biden new FCC nominee as radical as Biden's old nominee? Yeah, interesting piece. Maybe you could tell us about it. Well, they're pl- they're st- <laughs> you've seen for years now, when Democrats put up nominees for judicial positions, especially the Supreme Court, they basically have no record on anything. Mm-hmm. And that way there's nothing to fight, to, to, to object to, right? You don't know what the, where they stand and all these things. And then, of course, they, under question, go, well, I can't answer that question about abortion or, you know, Roe v. Wade or whatever, because that case might come before me and I can't. Well, it's right. different with the nominees to bureaucracies. And they've nominated somebody here who, you know, we the, the left has been waiting with bated breath since Biden got elected and sworn in to jam through net neutrality and, and Internet reclassification and all these radical things at the FCC, but they haven't been able to do it at the FCC. Because a full contingent of FCC commissioners is five, mm-hmm. one of whom serves as chairman. It's three of the president's party, two of the other party. I'm sorry, I've got a little bit of a cold, so I'm, my body's responding in the morning. But anyway, there's two of the other party, and it's been 2-2 tie for the entirety of, a, of Biden's term. So they nominated somebody named Gigi Stone, who's a personal friend of mine, but she's radical. And after many attempts to get her confirmed, uh, Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin of, of Arizona and West Virginia, respectively, Democrats, didn't like her, wouldn't vote for her, so she couldn't get confirmed. So they fi- some finally withdrew her nomination after more than a year. And now this woman comes up, Anna Gomez. And there's even articles in left-wing publications where they say, we don't know where she stands on net neutrality uh-huh. and Title II reclassification and all these things that will dramatically damage the Internet. And so I was saying, okay, if we don't know, some Republican senators should ask her in her confirmation hearing because we need to know these things. And if she's, you know, they're, they're trying to sell her as the moderate, sensible alternative to Gigi Stone. Right. But if she but if she believes in internet reclassification and jamming through net neutrality without benefit of Congress, she's not moderate. She's not sensible. Right. She's just as radical as Gigi Sohn. So we, uh, I was just writing this piece to say to the senators, some of you guys should ask about this yeah. in the hearing. Well, you, you can't expect to hear the truth, <laughs> no matter what she, what she says about it. But I think in raising well, the, that, the question is more a, important. She's the question not judicial, so she can't. <clears throat> She can't beg off the question, although, right. you know. Um, although, heck, we've had a Supreme Court c- a confirmed justice now 
who begged off the question of what is a woman. Right. So who knows? Right, exactly. But uh, the point being is that raising the question is just as important as the answer, in my opinion. So uh, That's right. That's so right. There's a, a lot of... Because her response, even if it's non-responsive, is responsive. Uh, exactly right. So, uh, I mean, Gigi Zone, I was surprised that she actually withdrew her nomination because it, like, she, this was her second time, I think. It's been a couple of years uh, since the beginning of the Biden See, administration. Normally, these, normally these, <laughs> these bureaucratic appointees get, only require one hearing, and then they're confirmed. Right. She had three hearings, which is... If it's not unprecedented, it's pretty close to unprecedented. Yeah. They kept trying and kept trying and kept trying, and Manchin and, and uh, Cinema wouldn't wouldn't move. They good said, for no, them. she's crazy. Good for yes. them. So that's that's yes. a good result. So where do we go from here? Well, like I said, we just have to wait for the hearing. They're gonna they they usually do these things in pairs. They'll 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 probably renominate um, one of the two Republicans. And kind of do a, you know, they always do a, a, a duo thing. Yeah. One one Republican, one Democrat. So we'll see what happens on that regard. They may not. This has been a, so long a vacancy and so many on the left want this pound of flesh. They may just run her up by herself. But, but whenever this hearing happens that involves Anna Gomez, these questions need to be asked. Absolutely. Well, right now, I guess the... Uh uh, the Senate will be a little bit distracted with other business, <laughs> including uh, the debt ceiling. So we'll uh, we'll perhaps buy some time real, with that. Real quick on the debt ceiling, there's McCarthy's failings are at least twofold. One, the deal is terrible. Yeah. Two, he's pretending it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> when I mean, if he came out and said, "Look, if he came out and said, you know, this is the best I could do with this with this clown in the White House," I'd I, I'd buy that. But don't come out, you know, don't don't urinate on my shoe and tell me it's raining. Well, that, that's right. But the other side to it is, you know, uh, I, I, I give him a little, uh, I give him a little bit of line here only because uh, it's a very difficult situation. He's got a very... So say that. Don't come out and say it's a win. It's not a win. You're, you're right about that, Seton. There's no question about it. But he's posturing and preening and trying to, uh, doing the political thing. You know how that works. Again, don't urinate on my shoe and tell me it's raining, please. <laughs> okay. Seton Miley, again, the founder of Less Government, President of Less Government. I hope you visit the website lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always appreciate your commentary on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, uh, Dr. George Markovich. He is an orthopedic surgeon. In fact, he's my orthopedic surgeon. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the uh, Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. 
That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. They get the politics and know the policy. They help prepare elected officials to win and have a winning strategy in the legislature. You can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org, thefga.org. We have with us Dr. George Markovich. I proudly say that he is my orthopedic surgeon. He replaced both of my knees in 2006. He replaced my hip just last year, and I'm so pleased for it. Increased mobility and happiness. Dr. Markovich, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you, Bob. A pleasure. My pleasure indeed. By the way, uh, is pain always related to uh, the need for medical uh, help and, and even surgery? So it... Pain is a, is a different thing to different people. Everybody has a different threshold, and <clears throat> it, it really depends on the type of pain that people are having, whether it's intermittent, constant, stabbing, burning. You know, All those kind of characteristics are, are very important for that noxious, uh, subjective feeling that people call pain. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't go away with the usual things that your grandmother... <laughs> you know, told you to do, uh, or, you know, some simple things that you look up on Dr. Google, uh, absolutely getting medical attention is uh, prudent and in many cases necessary. Yeah. I, my After my experiences in my own body here, I just, uh, there's no need to live with pain if you can avoid it. No doubt. I mean, pain is somewhat normal uh, in, in certain things, but when it becomes the type of pain that's unrelenting, that limits you, uh, that affects your ability to enjoy life, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you got to do something about it. Because oftentimes, if that process continues, it worsens. And the outcomes aren't as good when you do get medical attention to to address it, whether it's, you know, uh, pain from cancer, whether it's pain from arthritis, whether it's pain from you know, inflammatory issues. It, it's really important to understand the problem that creates that sensation in order to solve it and improve people's quality of life and their ability to function. 
Thank you for that, uh, doctor. I want to talk to you a little bit about obesity. Before I do, though, there's a rumor. I'm not. It's even more than rumor about a doctor shortage, medical health shortage in the United States and uh, here in Florida. Any comments on that? So I don't know the statistics. I know that the the trend has been towards uh, getting medical extenders to uh, help offset the fact that there's less doctors and certainly less good doctors that are getting, uh, you know, trained and, and going out and, and, you know, taking care of people. Um, <clears throat> there seems to be, you know, a generational divide in, in a lot of things. And, and I'll throw out, you know, something uh, that your listeners may, you know, be aware of. Uh, so <clears throat> there's singers that believe in uh, a positive body image and, one of them is Lizzo, makes good music, a uh, very talented musician. But <clears throat> a lot of followers uh, uh, go on and, and, and uh, are influenced uh, by people like her uh, who say things like, uh, you know, I, I, I move for my uh, mental well-being and not my health. Uh, I don't work out to be thin. I and she's morbidly obese. Okay, oh, uh-huh. and and there has been people that have pushed back and said, you know, I'm worried for your health, and they are castigated, and there's vitriolic hatred towards people that you know challenge the notion that you could be morbidly obese and be healthy. Now, I'm all for body image uh, uh, positivity, uh, but you cannot be healthy and morbidly obese. The two don't go together. You could be unhealthy and thin, and you can be unhealthy and morbidly obese, but you can't be healthy and morbidly obese. You can reach a certain threshold where you can function pretty well when you're young, in your 20s, but it will catch up to you, and there will be significant health implications. And that is just fact. Um, and, And doctors that are coming out and, and PAs and nurse practitioners and people need to be aware of this and not offend their patients, but they have to take the initiative and educate people. Uh, no, no doubt, doctor. In fact, uh, uh, Mayor Adams in New York City just uh, made some sort of a statement, a ruling, I think, about, uh, you know, people there, is it going to be a medical exception or some sort of exception in the law to people who are obese? In other words, we can't discriminate against them, which is probably, you know, we shouldn't discriminate against anybody. But the point being is he's kind of giving them a pass on their obesity, and uh, that's not that's not a good message. Exactly right. Uh, we shouldn't, you know, I don't think there's anything... Uh, <laughs> you know, which suggests that people are, are hateful. They're, they're, people can be ignorant. Right. And people can do things that are against uh, both societal and cultural and, you know, aesthetic norms. But we need to help people. And, and that's what I've done, you know, my whole medical career of 40 years. You know, you help people. And one of the things is you know, their mental health and their physical health. And uh, you cannot reach a point uh, where there's morbid obesity and it's something that you celebrate. No. It just can't get that way because it's not good for the individual and it's not good for their families 
and that's not good for people that, you know, want to believe in their success, and it's not good for society. That's exactly right. I mean, well, in fact, earlier in the show, I read a piece about uh, uh, people who uh, are now... Uh, two-thirds of people are feeling isolated and lonely, and the, the numbers jump substantially after uh, the uh, pandemic and all the lockups and all the things that were going on at the time. So uh, one of the things, of course, the outcomes of being lonely and isolated is that you tend to eat too much. Indeed. And the Surgeon General just came out with a report. They, they don't do too many of these. You know, uh, there was smoking. There was, uh, you know, uh, infectious disease type things. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there. But I thought this hit a good message, which is that social media, uh, as opposed to things that you do in the radio and, and, and help people understand things better, uh, social media doesn't really do that. It, yeah. it creates silos. It creates uh, negativity and pessimism more so than it should. And it is a sad state of affairs that it's so prevalent in our society, especially with, you know, the, the younger, pop, you know, individuals in our populace. Um, but, you know, I'm always hopeful. I, I think that... Uh, it certainly is important that people go out and walk and and look around and exercise and develop healthy habits. And, you know, you, you, you can be, uh, there are healthy fats in, that you can eat. Right. And there's healthy fat in the body because the morphology, you know, if you have brown fat and you have, uh, you know, some issues that can be improved upon readily easily, you know, that's not a bad thing. I mean, your weight can fluctuate a little bit here and there, but if you go to a place where your body mass index BMI is over 40 and you're not muscular and you uh, eat too much of the wrong things, uh, then you're in that place where we talked about before with uh, metabolic sex syndrome, diabetes, uh, wearing out joints, and a myriad of unhealthy effects. Uh, no question, indeed. I guess one of the best habits you can develop is pushing yourself away from the table and just don't eat too much. Eat smaller portions. You know, it's a, you can do a lot of exercise, uh, but you're not going to offset eating an extra 1,000 or 2,000 calories a day. That's, that's just too hard on the body. An excellent point. And, and I think what you just said is so important. You push yourself. You always should strive, whether it's physical, mental, otherwise, to push yourself. And, you know, if you're dedicated to doing that to help other people, I think that's a very noble cause. And I think we both share that value. Absolutely. Dr. George Markovich, again, my orthopedic surgeon. Now, I may be biased, but maybe the best orthopedic surgeon in the galaxy. He's <laughs> did a great job for me, and I'm so grateful for what you've done for me and my life, uh, Dr. Markovich. I encourage our listeners to, if you have any joint pain, get, a pin, get an opinion. Give them a call. It's 482-5399, right here on the Paradise Coast. 482-5399. Doctor, really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Bob. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. 
Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Just want to remind you that uh, Lulubee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center is serving dinner now. Always great breakfast and lunch, but now dinner Wednesday through Saturdays, 4 to 8 p.m. And the menu is great. Linda and I are going again tonight, I think it is. But, uh, again, we're early diners, so we like that early time, too. You don't need a reservation. You can come casual. Uh, it's inexpensive and fantastic food. So, again, Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center. We have with us the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Bob. Ne- never miss a Thursday. Never well, <laughs> and, and this is why this is so significant. You just had some shoulder surgery in the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had a I tore a tendon and um, uh, lifting a box for for my wife over the Christmas holidays, and I thought I just sprained it, but I didn't. And uh, so we decided we better get it taken care of. So, and a wonder, wonderful doctor, wonderful orthopedic doctor, and uh, uh, he he just um, he uh, did it on 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 um, Tuesday and. Uh, he said, "You know what? It came out really well." He said, "You can. You don't have to wear a sling. You can wear it for a couple of days." But he says you're going to do lots of ice, and we're going to start physical therapy right away. And uh, I expect you're going to be uh, back to 100. So, percent Isn't that um, great? Congratulations. Optimistic, Bob. So, uh, what do you think about all this that's going on in the world these days? Well, I think uh, I tell you what. I'm just. Uh... <laughs> the word the world goes on right it's so interesting I, I one thing when you said that the first thing that popped into my mind is uh what happened in congress yesterday and the passing of the uh the bill for in the house of representatives to pass the this agreement between the biden and uh, mccarthy uh 
Right. Uh, it's uh, certainly not what I'd hope for, and it's not going to do a lot to trim the debt here in the United States, but at least it's something. Yeah. What are your yeah, thoughts? That's, that's the, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, the worst possible <clears throat> scenario could have been that they didn't agree, reach an agreement. Um, and it was, I guess, Bob, you, you, you could say it was a nonpartisan agreement. I mean, there were more Democrats than Republicans at the last count, I think. Yeah. Unless my pain medicine was was throwing me off, but yeah, um, I'm um, and now they're going to say well, blame it on the Republicans. But you know what? It's it's a blame game, no matter <laughs> no matter what. And uh, at least they're moving ahead. And um, like you say, maybe it's not going to do a heck of a lot, but it does keep us from that uh, that magic number um, of not being able to 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 pay our bills and. Uh, let them go to work on it and see what there. There are bright minds out there and um, see what see what they can do. I mean, what other choice do we have? I know. Me? Well, the the interesting thing is that uh, there are bright people out there, and then there's people in Congress. You know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Let's let's and just we, hope that hey, uh, we put them there, Bob. I know, you know we what? did. It's uh, it reflects on 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 our judgment, and I'm certainly proud of what the job the job that Byron Donalds is doing. He's our congressman. He's doing a fantastic you know? job. But before yeah, hey, before yeah. we move away from this medical situation that we find ourselves, I was uh, yeah. as usual sitting there talking with a friend of mine in the in the golf cart and we're talking a little bit about some of our uh uh, pains and aches and things like that which is what folks our age start to do and the other one of the other golfers came and says are you guys having a medical a uh, organ recital (laughs) (laughs) he's exactly right that's exactly what it is he said (laughs) we're uh, we're having an organ recital i just thought that was so good well, yeah, that's a very good point. You hear that? There's a lot of them that are going on yes. <laughs> around the golf courses, you know. And uh, I know a friend of mine just had both knees done. I actually had one knee done, and he's having the next one done in September. And, I mean, every time you talk about it, it's, hey, it's tough getting old, man, you know. <laughs> yes. you gotta keep you got to keep your mind sharp. That's, that's for sure. And, uh, and deal with it. But I will tell you that the technology today has really kind of, we, we've been so fortunate, uh, and I use you in this also from your surgery and everything, been so fortunate that the technology is so good these days. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they had me in and out of there in three hours, um, and two of them were, were, were more recovery than anything else. Um, they were professional. Uh, uh, it, was, it was just uh, it was amazing to me. Um, I was home on my on my couch uh, early afternoon, and uh, you know, in the old days, you'd probably be in a hospital for four days. Uh, it's so true. You know, in my surgery, went there in the morning at six fifteen. I got there at seven thirty. I was on the uh, on the bed ready for surgery. I woke up and I asked, "When is he going to do the surgery?" He says, "It's already done." <laughs> Yeah, and and I actually left. uh, It was in the car and and going home at eleven thirty in the morning after a full hip replacement. If you can believe that, yeah, it's amazing. And then one of the things that just literally blew me away was they did a nerve block, and uh, uh, for my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And um, the anesthesiologist he 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 was a he was really a funny guy and a nice guy. And uh, he says, you're going to have two happy bouts today. I said, oh, good. I like that. So, you know, they put that, that uh, medicine in you that makes you, you know, you're in la-la land. Yeah. And when I, when I woke up about 15 minutes later, 
and I couldn't feel my arm. I mean, it's the strangest damn feeling. It was like, it was like dead weight. You know, you could pick your hand up and you could just drop it and it would just <laughs> drop. I mean, I didn't do it, but, um, and so I, I, I guess, um, like when women are having babies and they have epidurals, I guess that's what it feels like. Your whole body is like just numb. Yeah. And they lasted for almost 24 hours and it was driving me crazy. I said, man, I, I, I'll take some pain over this. Really? You know? <laughs> like, but, uh, Anyway, so our medical, uh, we have a medical show this morning, you and I. Yeah, but, uh, we're, we're, we're having an organ recital. <laughs> yeah, things are pretty uh, pretty quiet downtown. Uh, they're wrapping up for, uh, you know, they, they got a couple more weeks of uh, uh, council stuff, and then they wrap up for their summer uh, vacation. Um, and, you know, then we'll start talking about elections. Yeah, I mean, the elections are coming in up in February of next year, right? Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll, yep, they'll, they'll be coming up in March, um, and for city council and uh, mayor, and uh, who knows, uh, who knows what's going to happen. Um, we'll start talking about our candidates and who we'd like to see there, and what have you, and changes that need to be made. And they, there are some changes that need to be made. I'll tell you that they might have swept us out at one time, but I got news for you. Might be time for another broom cleaning there. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, it's just surprising to me how many people are declaring uh, and becoming candidates for president of the United States. I mean, oh guys, my gosh! I just don't understand. Some of these people just don't even have a prayer. I guess. I guess there's something to say for increasing your stock by actually running as a candidate. Maybe that's what's what's motivating these people because they can't possibly believe they're going to win. <clears throat> well, yeah. I was just looking at the paper this morning, and it was like the whole uh, at the post. It's like um, crazy paper that it is. It's got, I mean, Chris Christie, um, uh, Pence. Uh, yeah, we could probably run off a dozen of them. Absolutely, you know. And, and it's like, like you say, how how are they? How do they think? Possibly think they're going to win. But look, hey, hope springs eternal, right? That's right. You know, after all, Jimmy Carter, he won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so, that's true. I guess anything that's is possible. Bill, yeah. I just always appreciate your commentary here on the show. And well, it was, it was Bob, a, thanks. And uh, one quick thing now. Uh, I don't want them at Blue Provence hearing the fact that you're going to Lulabee's for dinner. Uh, <laughs> they might be upset with you. Well, <laughs> we're going to do that, too. We go to Blue Provence as well. Bill, I always, right. I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much Speak for joining us. See you next week, Bob. All Have right. a good one. You Bye-bye. too. Thank you, Bill. I hope you feel better. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests uh, coming up uh, for tomorrow. We're going to visit with William Yateman. He is a senior legal fellow with the Pacific Legal Foundation. Dean Clancy is gonna, with uh, the, uh, uh, I've forgotten, where, but he's a, a great organization. I'll think of it in a moment. Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. And Larry Bell, Endowed Professor at the University of Houston in Space Architecture. Uh, Americans for Prosperity is where Dean is from, and I always appreciate talking to those folks. I always appreciate your comments here on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, I hope you'll tell your friends. That's one of the words we get out, uh, way we get the word out about the show and support our advertisers. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.